alaikum and welcome to the Remastered Podcast. I'm your host, Sister Munira Madison, and today I'm joined by Sheikh Saad Taslim. We're coming at you live from the Mass ICNA convention here in Chicago. Saad, how are you doing? I am great. I'm happy to be here back in person. Feels great. I know. Finally. We've been through the screens. I've met you through the screen a few times, but yes. this is my first time in person. Yes. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's good to be here. I love I love being at Mass. Just see all the, like for me, like the Ummah is here. Exactly. Nice. For those of our viewers who do not really know you that much, uh, could you fill us in on what you've been doing, uh, who you are in the American Muslim community, I guess, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, Bismillah. Okay, so uh, born Muslim, uh, never really practiced Islam, found Islam really in college. Yeah. Uh, I was studying design, psychology, graduated, uh, went to Medina to study Islam. Alhamdulillah, I got a degree in Sharia. Islamic you went from law. zero to 100. Yeah, like. that's, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> and I actually, I remember, subhanAllah, I remember thinking in college that I was applying to different universities uh-huh. overseas, and I was like, wherever I get in, I'm going. Like, I don't even care. Like, I'm not even finishing my degree here. Alhamdulillah, I was able to finish my degree before I left. Hindsight, that was a very good decision. <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, you were filled with this, like, fervor, I guess. Yes, very that's what much it sounds so. Like. It is, that was absolutely the case. And I was ready to go study. I was like, I basically, I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it properly. Right. I don't want to be like another ignorant right. Muslim, right? Exactly. So if I'm going to really submit, like, I want to know my faith. Yeah. I want to know what I'm doing. So that was like my quest for knowledge. And then what are you doing now? So uh, after studying in Medina, uh, came back, I've been teaching with Al Maghrib Institute, yeah. uh, developed different courses. Uh, really, the aim of my work is to. Uh, allow Islam to flourish in my culture. Exactly. Right? And when I say my culture, I mean like American culture. Right. Uh, or second generation right. you know, immigrant. To, and that's one of the things that I was missing when yeah. I was growing up was really finding Islam to be relevant to me in my life and what's happening. So to really, like my goal is to connect Islam, traditional Islam. Right to our real lives. Exactly. Make it relevant. And I yeah. argue that's exactly what, you know, part of the vision and mission of Mass National yeah. is or the Muslim American society in general is. Um, and that's why I really love being a part of it. I myself am a convert of five years. Okay. So at first I was raised Christian. Mm-hmm. Then I was agnostic slash atheist like for nine, ten years wow. before converting to Islam. Wow. wow. So wow. alhamdulillah, like I, I totally understand like the renewed Muslim experience, the yes. new Muslim experience. Yes. Very similar to what the majority of our youth and young adults yeah. are facing in their yeah. experiences today. Yeah. So like we do see that that impact of the postmodern society, the a-religious world that we live in, yeah. the capitalistic values yeah. that we're just like kind of beaten into us since yeah. we're younger. Yeah. And we see that impact on the state of our massaging and organizations today. So many youth and young professionals are leaving. You know, they say that like 60% of Muslim Americans are between the age of 18 to 35, yeah. but they only constitute a fourth of masjid participation. Wow. I mean, so I, like, say, why is that? I say wow, but I'm actually not that surprised. Exactly. I mean, I've been, for the last almost 10 years now, uh, I've been traveling across America, across the world, actually, Michelle. visiting communities, teach, teaching Islam, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do find that to be the case. And I, why? Why do you think that is? Like, in your observation, yeah. why do you think that is? Why are more and more young people leaving our masajid, our Islamic centers, choosing not to be as involved? So one of the things I n- noticed... Uh, came to realize while I was living in the Middle East. And I don't want to single out any country, but, you know, the Middle East. Uh, 
was what I see happening here, and let me tell you what that is. So I saw a disconnect between what is being said, what is being preached on the member, yep. and what's happening in people's lives, right? Yes. So like Muslims will go pray Jumu'ah, the khatib comes on, gives like a, a sermon, and it's like, this is how you're supposed to be, right. this is the ideal, et cetera, et cetera. And it's almost as if like they're speaking about some utopia where everyone's a perfect Muslim right. and all that. And then people go back to their real lives. Yeah. And in their real lives, they're like, where does this fit in, mm -hmm. right? And because there's that disconnect, I feel like a lot of a lot of people feel like it just doesn't, like they can't really, it, there's no place really. Yeah, because you don't feel Muslim enough in that masjid that's yeah. like only preaching the ideal yes. and not really talking about issues that yeah. you face in your everyday life. Yeah. So and then you don't feel like, American enough elsewhere, I guess, yeah. for most like first, second, third generation kids. Absolutely, there's that issue of identity, but also, you know, like I said, the, the issue of like, Islam is great, but it doesn't fit into my like complicated, messy right. life with real issues, right. and so, you know, Juma Juma is obligated upon you know men and right. whatever. And so maybe I'll do that. But other than mm -hmm. that, like, that's something I have to do. Right. Right? How do you make it relatable? How do you infuse what you do for your faith and worship with meaning? Yeah. And, like, really understand that. And I think that's, like, what we're missing a lot of in our pedagogical approach. Yes. Uh, from childhood up until adulthood. Yeah. And the fact that, like, the majority of youth and young adults, like, do you feel comfortable going to your imam? you know the whoever you grew yeah. up around yeah. and like actually asking him a question about whether something is allowed or not right yeah absolutely and i think there's there's really two issues there number one and i think i feel like we live in a world of extremes right now yeah right? very so polarized much. so I, I'm, I'm i'm seeing two extremes these days there is the whole movement to make islam relevant yeah. and like cool and hip and stuff like that and almost like water it down exactly so there's like okay so in order to for that to happen we need to change Islam. right that's Aspect one side of it and the other side of it is like no this is what it is take mm -hmm. it or leave it and for me i've always felt that islam is what it is there's no yes. changing islam exactly. but when it comes to applying islam to yeah. people because people are imperfect yeah. that is where we need to have leniency yes. we need to be gentle with yes. people we need to be compassionate not change our deen don't right. be like okay this is you know what it's okay because we're living in difficult times right here's a fatwa for you exactly like, yeah. islam is what it is but at the same time it's you know islam is perfect yeah. people are never meant to be perfect and you actually we see that in the sunnah of the prophet he never dealt with people with these like unrealistic expectations right he knew he's dealing with flawed human beings we have desires and really like that's our test exactly right? so for me like i think that's an approach that we have to take not only with often here like the youth right it's honestly not just the youth it's everybody yeah that's why i kept like i started saying intergenerational support intergenerational yes. understanding intergenerational programming yeah. because when i thought about like my experience in a community center or even the church that i grew up in i was yeah. like okay wait a minute what kept me feeling attached to that place yeah. of worship was the family, was mentorship. Yes. That's how I worked through some of the most difficult times in my life. So, like, yeah. how do I find that in a masjid? How do I find that in an yeah. Islamic center? So, look, uh, a lot of it just comes down to, like, do I find value in yeah. the masjid? Like, I've got so much going on in my life. I got right. school. I got this. Um, I'm dealing with other problems, right? Yeah. Mental health, you know, exactly. is on our mind. Like, 
something that we're talking about a lot more, dealing with that family issues, school, blah, blah. Money, like the yeah. economy is not great, right? Exactly. There's so many issues. Like, do I find value in going to the right. masjid? And for a lot of people, it's like, if I'm just going to go listen to another lecture or another talk, is it really worth right. my time? Like, I'll just YouTube something yeah. <laughs> or listen to a podcast, you know. Inshallah. Um, <laughs> master. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's that's one of the issues, and you know I talked to a lot of meshes, a lot of boards in the meshes. That's this is the number one question: How do we bring? They're like, oh, you talk to the youth, right? How do we bring youth to the meshes? And, and I'm always like, look, is there value in the meshes for them? Exactly. Right. And that's exactly what you know, Brother Muhammad Cabria. He's Mass Youth Ministries director. I'm the program director, and that's exactly why Mass Youth Ministry was born. We actually go into Masajid, not just our chapters, and we help them come up with like hey, we're going to listen to the youth, we're going to listen to the parents, we're going to listen to the leadership, and then we're going to create a strategic plan that's scalable for you. Yeah. We're going to identify, like, what your actual, you know, target demographic is, what your strengths and weaknesses are, and, like, okay, just listen to listen to the youth if you want to understand why they aren't coming. Like, have you Absolutely. asked them? And I, they'll be like, no, I, I, we I, haven't asked them. That, okay. Honestly, that is my response every time somebody says, what problems are the youth facing? I'm like, Let's ask them. Right. Right? Like, I have my observations, but that's still going to be through my lens. Exactly. Right? My life experiences and what I've been through, what I'm going through. And, you know, it's easy to judge people. And we're always, obviously, you can't help but judge other yeah. people because you come from your own perspective. Humanness. But, yeah. you know, it can be unfair. Yeah. And so it's like, let's talk to them and see what they need. Once again, not to be like, okay, you need this so we can change right. Islam. But how do we... Um, how do we, uh, how do we give you Islam? Right. In a how way do we that... understand your worldview, so that we're serving it to you yes. in a way that you can understand and yeah. you can accept? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm feeling it. I'm yes. Feeling it. Yes. I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm all about that. And and for me, just understanding that people are flawed and people have, people have. When I say people, I mean me first and foremost. Right. All of us, we have our issues that we're going through, and so to have that compassion and, and like gentleness and dealing with each other I often tell like a lot of my students I'm like look especially when we study fiqh right Islamic right. law I'm like it's very easy to get caught in the halal and haram and like it stops there when we study Islamic law I'm gonna give it to you as it is you know mm -hmm. this is what it is this is like I call it like the nuts and bolts yeah right? but then you gotta look at your lives and right. be like okay this is my goal mm -hmm. how do I get there in my imperfect life and the issues that I'm dealing with this is my goal. So instead of saying like, well, let me just find a different fatwa. Right. Or let let me, me cherry pick the dean, basically. Exactly. Work towards bettering yourself because honestly, that's our life. That's all of our lives. We're all just trying to better ourselves, get closer to Allah with the challenges that we've been given. Exactly. And and that's our purpose. That's our goal. Yes. And alhamdulillah, you know, Jazakal Khair Sheikh Saad, you know, for sitting down with us, talking about this this important topic, but also for serving others, making the deen accessible and understandable to others without changing it. That's a really beautiful mission. Uh, where can our viewers or listeners find some of your work? Uh, I know you yeah. have like a clothing line. I do have a clothing line. It's one of the things I'm doing. Uh, I have. A, I think I'm a, a creative by nature person. Like it's part of me. It's part of like my instinct. So I've even when like studying and teaching Islam, I was like, I need a creative outlet. Yeah. So one of those outlets was clothing. Okay. So I decided. I design clothes for myself. I wear them, and then I'll sell them to other people if they want it. Alhamdulillah. Uh, so I do have a clothing line. It's my name, saadtaslim.com. S-A-A-D. T-A-S-L-E-E-M.com. Uh, and I'm Saad Taslim on every social media site. <laughs> okay. Except 
TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Okay. Yeah, I'm not on TikTok. Not on TikTok. Not on TikTok. <laughs> I want to make that public. And I was I want to make that public because if I ever do end up on TikTok, I want you to call me out and be like, you said oh, no. you're not going on TikTok. <laughs> So make it accessible, just not that accessible. Yeah. I'm just kidding. All right. Jazakal khair, Sheikh Saad Taslim. And Jazakal khair to all of you for viewing and listening. Uh, join us next time on the Remastered Podcast. This is Sister Munir Madison signing off. Assalamu alaikum.